0: College football talk as David Cone, the co-host of Crane and Company with Jake Crane, joins Bryant, Brett, and Jay Morgan, a college quarterback at Michigan, a tall man that's on Twitter at David Adam Cone. Here's David with
1: Bryant and Brett. David Cone joins us now, the co-host of Crane and Company, to talk some college football and. David, uh, a lot to get to uh, today, but uh, I'm curious. We didn't talk much last week about the transfer portal and uh, a lot of really good quarterbacks in the transfer portal right now. Some have already made their decision on where they plan. I know Tyler Van Dyke was kind of the big story yesterday um, as he decided uh, to leave Miami and go up to Wisconsin. Who are some of the biggest names, maybe quarterbacks, maybe other positions um, that you're really keeping an eye on during this transfer cycle?
2: Well, thanks again for having me, guys. When I hear that beautiful song, I know it must be (laughs) Wednesday or Michigan scored. And since there's no football games today, it must be Wednesday. So I love to hear it. Uh, You know, Notre Dame landing Riley Leonard is uh, an incredible get in back-to-back cycles for them. And first of all, let's just say I know everyone who – is rolling their eyes and frustrated at all this craziness of the transfer portal. I completely understand that at some point we've got to sign some sort of contract and like, you know, hold people to their commitments on on some level at some point. But as long as this is the game, like I I don't envy a lot of these coaches who are in these situations. And and, and, and to some extent they're having to play the game on their side too and telling kids like, Hey, you, you know, uh, we don't want you here anymore, which I, I hate that side of it, too. So, when you look at what Ryan Bay and what's going on with the Buckeyes right now and Kyle McCord leaving there, that was one that just absolutely shocked me. I mean, this kid, you know, loses one game on the road at Michigan to the number three team and throws for over 3,000 yards. Uh, I, I don't know exactly what's going on there with the mass exodus of players, but if it's if it's true that he is going to sign with Nebraska and also they're going to get Dylan Rayola to flip his commitment from Georgia, I mean, I don't know. that That is just Unbelievable! They must be pouring all sorts of nil money in, not only to get a quarterback of his caliber out of the portal, but then also to convince the five-star number two player in the country to leave Georgia and sign with them, even though Kyle McCord's coming to Nebraska. That that would be insane. So obviously, we have to keep track of that. But with what I know now, that Notre Dame landing Riley Leonard now from Duke, and that's back-to-back cycles. They've gotten who I thought was one of the best quarterbacks in the in the transfer portal last year with Sam Hartman. Uh, you know, we led our show today at Craning Company with this topic. I mean what what is, you know, what what is the the expectation for Marcus Freeman at Notre Dame next year when you have, you know, the best quarterback in the portal essentially in back-to-back years, you can't go 8 and 4. With Riley Leonard, I mean, he certainly can't go seven and five. I mean, is nine and three acceptable next year? After you know, you've you've had a, a great quarterback. You have the best left tackle in the game this year, and Joe Alt, Audrick Estime was a thirteen hundred yard rusher with eighteen TDs. And Marcus Freeman's a defensive minded coach, and the defense was pretty solid. The schedule they open with Texas A and M. They're going to get Florida State. It's not quite as, as difficult as it was this year, but still, it's no it's no slouch of a schedule. So that was a huge get for them. But now Marcus. Freeman's going to have to go and deliver. Mm-hmm. He he will. And you mentioned and the schedules all will be
3: released tonight, and a lot of kick times will be released mm-hmm. tonight on the SEC network. Not all, but some, and then even more in the springtime, and a bunch more. And we're not. I'm not talking just the September package like we normally get at Destin. We're going to have kick times for later in the year where people can really make some real plans on going to the games. And most people are opening still. With softer opponents, but not Texas A&M, they will host Notre Dame at Kyle Field. And, and David, for Notre Dame, how many wins will it take for them to get in the playoffs? Because there's really not a spot for them in the playoffs. Group of fives got better access to next year's 12-teamer than Notre Dame does.
2: Which is just, I mean, it's, it's insane to say, which look, look, during a conference, right? If you want to be able to partake in that automatic qualifier, especially since they've cozied up so closely to the ACC, uh, since COVID hit, it's like they're, they're quasi ACC in football and they play that schedule in basketball. So I don't really know. Obviously all of this goes way, way back with Notre Dame and how the Big Ten didn't want them in the conference at one point. I mean, obviously they're a Midwestern school. They belong in the Big Ten, but we'll save that for another day. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, look, we're going to have to see how this 12-team playoff plays out, and it'll probably take us a couple years to fully understand, you know, how many wins is it going to take and what sort of scenarios keep different teams out. But, uh, you know, you'd like to think if a Notre Dame team goes 10-2, and they're going to be right there in the mix, sort of like those 10-2 and teams this year are right there in that 10 11 12 13 bubble when you start to look at Ole Miss and Penn State and Missouri and those sorts of schools Notre Dame's going to be right in there because of their brand and the draw that they have and so hopefully that'll continue my my biggest thing that you know I went off on on this on today's show is there's several things we have to do to fix the postseason of college football uh you know obviously we know about more objective metrics when it comes to uh, identifying which teams get to participate in the in the postseason. No more of this committee and selecting and ranking and highest rank. Look, we, we need the automatic qualifiers for the conference champs, and those should be the four teams that get those buys. Of course, if it stays at 12, I think we're going to be going to 16 teams, you know, even after that uh, that first year of the television contract deal with the new playoff. But, you know, we'll just deal with one thing at a time. And the second thing is, like, this month-long layoff. I mean, you're talking about a schedule release for next year. We haven't even finished this college football season. Mm-hmm. We have several weeks to go before the playoff even starts. It, 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 it's a broken postseason. College football is the greatest regular season in sports because every single week matters. That regular season is is undone by a broken postseason, you can't take five weeks off before we get into bowl season and playoffs. I understand the tradition and the history. I got to partake in a Rose Bowl and a Citrus Bowl, two highlights of my athletic career, but at some point, we wouldn't have this number of opt-outs with the bowl games if we just rolled right into the postseason. Like Mm -hmm. Kids don't want to take five weeks off as they're entering a new academic year, and they're trying to prep for the NFL, and all these different things to take into consideration. Hopefully, with that 12-team playoff, they'll schedule that first round right after after the conference championships, let's roll four straight weeks right into New Year's and be done with it and play the championship on a Saturday, not a Monday night. Amen. That'd be
1: great. I would love that. Speaking of the the twelve team playoffs uh starting next year, me and Brett were, were talking about this yesterday. Realistically, or maybe it was there before, who cares? Uh realistically, starting next season, how many teams, top twenty five, top thirty, top forty, how many teams come into the season next year and their fan base is saying we have a real shot at making college football playoffs this year
2: oh well that's a good question i mean look this was the most parody we had seen this year that's why there's so much vitriol here with the college football playoff because yeah. we actually get to argue about four five six and seven. that's right Like when you look at the buckeyes just losing one game on the road to michigan <laughs> and they, they weren't even in the conversation yeah. so i think it's fantastic for football i mean look it depends on <laughs> it depends. some of these some of these fan bases think they're gonna win the championship every single wow, year and look I come from states for a Georgia man don't don't ever count out a Georgia Southern fan <laughs> they think they can go and make the playoffs, and that's what makes college football great when that becomes undone like you know this the sport is, is going to take a serious hit Now, look four spots for 133 FBS teams that just hasn't cut it and Br- Brett like I'd love to get your opinion on this at some point because you know you follow you're historian of college football we didn't always need a national champion right like we we had let the coaches and the the media vote on that in the past they oh had everybody a had a champion
3: at one time you know everybody
2: I mean, had a champion right and then at some point people got sick of it got sick of the split champions or whatever so we let a computer decide the championship game that an unbeaten 2004 Auburn team doesn't even get a shot at so we get a four team playoff with Larry Culpepper and the Dr. Pepper commercials maybe we need mm-hmm. to bring Larry Culpepper back uh and now you know we'll go to 12. I don't know. I'd like to think most of these professional leagues, right, have around 30, 31, 32 teams, and then they get 10 to 12 playoff spots. And you think any team that makes the playoff could realistically have a shot in those professional leagues. That's a little different than college. But if we could get to that sort of, if we could get to that that 30 number, where 30, 35, maybe even 40 of those teams think they have a realistic shot to make a 12-team playoff, that would be fantastic for the sport. You know, I mean, look at what college basketball has, what, 60, 68 spots mm-hmm. now with the, the play-in games and stuff like that. Um, that's Obviously, basketball is a completely different sport, but if we could get to that level of parity where there's 30, 40 teams that say, hey, we could put together the sort of team this year That could make a 12 team playoff and they legitimately are fighting for it throughout the season. That would be great for the game. I just don't know if that's going to be possible with a group, the group of five teams, not having their own championship. That's my biggest thing. I'd love to see the group of five have their own championship. Like when I was growing up, Georgia Southern was competing for one double With Erk A. Title. Russell. It was awesome, <laughs> yeah. right? Irk Russell, he would go up to Athens and play Georgia, and they'd get beat by 20 or 30, but they'd fight him hard. You come back home, you get ready for your one double A season. Irk Russell and Paul Johnson go win national championships. Yep. It was awesome. Now, these group of five teams and coaches are split on this, by the way. We have a lot of group of five coaches on our show. Some don't want their own championship. Some want to be able to compete for those couple spots, Brett, that you were talking about. Like, hey, we want the TV revenue that would come with the possibility of making a playoff, kind of like Cincinnati did uh, the year before last. But I don't know, it just seems like if you allowed them to have their own championship, that would still be great television, and you'd cut the number of teams down to these Power Four conferences, and uh, we could have a legitimate conversation about a 12-16 to team playoff. David, did you grow up in Statesboro? I did, yes, sir. Well, you know for a fact, then,
3: that in Statesboro, a small G God is is Tracy Ham running the wishbone for Georgia Southern.
2: And the real Adrian Peterson. The other
3: Adrian Peterson, that's right. (laughs)
2: That's (laughs) right, Adrian Peterson.
3: That's that's right. He sure was a a good back in what Irk Russell built. Uh, David, if we had the old way, of course, it's hard to make a real linear, exact comparison because we were only playing 11 games. There wasn't the glut of conference championship games. I mean, even kind of modifying it, look what we – I mean, for everybody complaining, I know Florida State's plenty mad and sore, and I don't blame them. But this would be the year, no doubt, we would have a split champion because old way we'd have, we would have sent Michigan and Washington to the Rose Bowl, old way we would have sent Alabama to the Sugar Bowl, we would have sent Florida State to the Orange Bowl, we would have sent Texas to the Cotton Bowl. So we, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have the games we have this year. The, uh, the old way, we've come a long way. It's never going to be perfect, and we still no. got a long way to go.
2: No, I know, and I hope this is the adolescent growing pains of the sport, not the death of the sport, right? Wouldn't that be fantastic if this, if, if college football was just really starting to get going? Uh, my bigger fear, and I hate to see all those traditions go away just in the name of, one, wanting a national champion, and two, the TV dollars for all the revenue that comes with the playoffs. But it's only natural if you're going to have this, this, this sport, which is so great, and, and the, the thing we can't lose is the the locality of it, right? The regional element of college football is what makes it so great. We don't want to just like turn this thing into all the big city markets. That's what the NFL already has. The professional teams already have those big city markets, right? Like this sport is important for Statesboro and for For Smallville. Ann Arbor, michigan and for oxford mississippi like this is this is great so and i think that you see the money that flows through with nil right now is is, is keeping these pipelines open um you know we don't want to lose that just in the name of these big tv and big big television contracts and big media markets and stuff like that and and hopefully we won't. but it is natural to say hey if if this team over here in the South thinks they're the best at football and this team out here in USC thinks they're the best and Michigan up there thinks they're the best, then you know what? Let's have it out and in some sort of playoff and crown a legitimate national champion. Mm -hmm. And people wanted that, myself really included. And, We've had to sort of deal with some, again, the growing pains of a four-team playoff. And thankfully, this was the first year we really had to deal with like an ultra, a legitimate snub, right? And I think a 12-team playoff could be good for the sport, especially if it opens up that recruiting and it allows more parity in the sport. I mean, think about it. If Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss can now go to recruits and say, hey, we made the playoff last year. We were the tenth seed. We were the eleven seed. And guess what? You're the missing piece for us to be able to go and take that ten seed and get up to the five seed, to the four seed, something like that. That's gonna help make a team like Ole Miss or a team like Penn State or maybe even say Virginia, Virginia Tech, more competitive where they sort of been boxed out of that because all of the money is gonna go to these these bigger programs that are surefire four teams playoff spot.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Talking to David Cohn, the co-host of Crane and Company, and uh, kind of the the big news um, today in the the transfer portal is Cam Ward. It sounds like he's down to a couple of options. Uh, He was on a visit with Miami um, last night. He was at a steakhouse. They brought out Rick Ross uh, for that. It was crazy. And Now he's got one set up for Florida State. When you look at, at those two teams, which looks like what he's leaning right now, where do you think he fits better
2: i got a text message from a good buddy of mine who has the inside track on the miami hurricanes and he said hey we're landing a quarterback out of the portal today it'll either be cam ward by you know two three p.m four p.m something like that or it's going to be uh will howard was Ooh. what they thought and i don't know i mean i've been on with you guys here so something could have broken here recently but yeah you know, those were the two quarterbacks i think they were after heavily it sounds like you know cam ward could probably be be more of a a legitimate national title contender or maybe even Heisman Trophy contender if he went with a, a program that's a little farther along right now, like the Florida State or even an Ohio State, but yeah. it sounds like Miami, because of their need to win right now, I mean, Mario Cristobal has to put together in year three an ultra-competitive program uh, that they're going to be able to offer a little bit more NIL money. Certainly, I saw those photos of Rick Ross coming out. And, uh, you know, I don't know. He's, he's obviously a, a tremendous player. Watching him the first four weeks of the season with Washington State, it was it was amazing. They sort of fell off a cliff there. And, you know, it's understandable that he would want to go to a program where he can maximize his value. I don't think he can go wrong with with any three of those programs. Really, Florida State, Miami, or or even Ohio State. Whatever direction they decide to go with now that Kyle McCord has moved on,
3: David, you played football at a extremely high level at Michigan. You played quarterback, so you know all about the quarterback sneak. It is it is a rough play on the quarterback. It, it's a lot of contact to the head and neck area. Do you think the Philly short yardage push play should be outlawed? You know,
2: I, I, I think everything that has a, like a 98 or 99% success rate should be examined for sure. You know, I know there were some, you know, um, moans and groans when the NFL moved the extra point back, but it makes sense, right? It makes sense. And it's, and it's more entertaining that that happened at the NFL level when you have something that's 98 or 99%. The thing with the quarterback sneak is even with some of these big quarterbacks and great quarterbacks, is it's not 98 or 99%. It only happens to be that in Philadelphia right now when you have one of the best centers who's ever played, right, in Jason Kelsey, yeah. and a quarterback in Jalen Hurts that squats 750 pounds or whatever he actually squats. Um, I, you know, I think that... Uh, the fewer rules, the better, right? So I've never liked the idea that an offensive player couldn't push uh, a quarterback or a fullback or someone into the end zone, right? The defensive players are getting to push on their side too. Here's one aspect of it, and I talk about this with Jake Crane, my co-host on Crane and Company, all the time because he's a defensive-minded guy. The issue with this, and the one reason that if they outlawed it or at least the pushing aspect of it, I would be okay with, is the forward progress, right? The offensive players get to push push and push and, and and get all that forward progress before the whistle is blown but if the defensive players do the same thing and they push, 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 and back you up five yards, well, the offense still gets the benefit of that forward progress, right? And forward progress isn't going anywhere, and, and it shouldn't. Right. So that's one of the things that makes it tough. It's just tough on defenders. And we've seen rule after rule after rule change benefit offenses. I know it's frustrating for those defensive guys. And as soon as you do figure out some sort of way to put everyone up and stop Jalen Hurts on a quarterback sneak, boom, here comes the end around from a wing tee, you know, that They've jet sweep and they got you that way. So it definitely deserves the examination, but I also would be very careful about making these sort of wholesale rule changes. Just based off the success that one team is having, right? Like, let's let's see if it if it happens consistently, you know, season after season, uh, and we'll see how long Jason, Jason Kelsey plays too. Maybe he'll just roll into a robot and, and be, you know, the Jason Kelsey three thousand for another decade or something. David, can you can you imagine it with? Uh...
3: Who was the center at Bama for your father-in-law? Was it it Sylvester Croom or Dwight Stevenson or both?
2: It was Sylvester Croom, and Sylvester Croom was the head coach at Mississippi State who offered me a scholarship when I was coming out. So Sylvester Croom and Shane Beamer, who was on his staff, offered me uh, a scholarship at Mississippi State. Years later, when I marry Richard Todd's daughter, I find out that, wow, Sylvester Croom was Richard's center at Alabama. Right. I'm sure they ran a heck of a quarterback sneak. But you know what? When you talk about the build of these quarterbacks and what they can squat, and certainly Richard was a very mobile, strong guy, and, and he ran the quarterback sneak well. You know who's still up to Jalen Hurts, who was the best at it ever, was Tom Brady. And Tom Brady he was, sure was. Great at even at before you were allowed to push players. Tom Brady is as tall and scrawny as I am, you know. Like it's, it's, he, he can get be, leverage
3: as well as anybody ever.
2: He was he should be he should be on paper one of the worst at quarterback sneak, but Tom Brady was always one of the best. Again, it's about playing smart with your mind. That's why I'd be careful about wholesale rule changes because other right. guys who you think are no doubt, like Dante Culpepper, Dante they is peppers the guy you think who would be a, who would be great at the quarterback sneak and yet it was Tom Brady year after year after year. I know it's a little bit different now because the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles have developed this uh this what I'm still going to call a, a, a um Uh, quarterbacks because that's what it is despite whatever nickname they want to give it but uh again give defenses a chance to adapt to it before we make any rash decisions and then if it just continues to be 99 percent over and over and over again and especially once you examine that forward progress and Mm -hmm. say hey this is really just put like the defense has no chance here if you're not going to allow them to have backward progress then I think it's worth a conversation.
1: Yeah, well, as a Cowboy fan, I hope they outlaw it because I'm um, tired of seeing Soon. it against uh. Yeah, well, Dak's in- another guy. Boys. Like, what? Like
2: why Why couldn't Dak Prescott be one of the best in the league at it? Like, he that's has the point. build. They have a tremendous offensive line. They yeah. had one of the best offensive lines since he came into the league. Why isn't it 99% for the Cowboys right now?
3: Can you imagine Tipo in it with Pouncey in front of
2: him oh, blocking? <laughs> but, again, what was stopping them from doing it? You know, that's good point. That's fair. It's pushed behind. that's new, right? Yeah. It's a yeah. Push behind. That makes it just so, just like lethal. Uh, again, all. Well, I would say
3: Aaron Hernandez, but that's almost uh, a
2: punchline. Yeah. Rest in peace, man.
4: Speaking uh, of lethal, yeah, I, I yeah. digress, David. Badly. <laughs> Great segment that I ruined good in the last thing. fifteen seconds, uh, David. <laughs>
1: Well, I guess uh, yeah. They'll put Good a bow stuff. on it, Brett. Thank you, uh, but da- David. Thank thanks you David. so much for joining us. We'll do it hey, again next
2: week. Thank you guys so much for having me. Can't wait to do it again next week. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> you, David. You
3: got it, D- David Cohn talking college football with us. And today's David's birthday. Happy birthday, oh, David. I hope he's still birthday, on the line David.
1: Man.
3: And, and, and 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 could hear me. And I, and I will text him. Thank you and wish him a, a happy birthday again. Also today at the NFL owners meeting, unanimously approved for Super Bowl sixty one. 2027 back to Los Angeles. No shocker mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Cronky's going to be in the mix every four or five years yeah. um, th- with, with that stadium and the fun there. And Ed Werder reporting that the elimination of that play for the Eagles it w- w- was will not be adopted.
1: Mm, that's too bad. It's too bad. I hate that because I, uh, it, yeah. As a Cowboys fan, I, I can't stand it it works
3: every time for sure. them but
1: david makes a good point
3: if if it's so easy how come everybody's not doing it with the same success rate
1: yeah cuz you got to think that after you saw all the success from it every nfl team went out there in the in the summer and said let's just try it let's just see what happens if we if we just run it and then it it clearly didn't work or something
3: it it didn't what clearly works is heading to all star chevrolet first exit on on Highway 78 into Mississippi, you turn at Craft Goodman Road, you're there. It's the first exit, and if you're ready for a new Silverado All-Star, they have them for you. They have plenty, and they have financing down to $1.9 or up to $10,000 back in cash. Plus, make no payment for 90 days. That's well into 2024 before the first payments even do. Your good credit deserves all that, and you get it at all Star where you can find all those vehicles with the red tags on them, like the Equinox, the Tahoe's, Trailblazers. Families just love the Traverse with the third-row seating, so you can all do more together. Everybody make that holiday road trip, off to a bowl game, wherever you want to go, vacation. One more trip to Florida, you can do it in that. And what are you doing New Year's Eve? You need to be driving one of these vehicles, military, teachers, college students, healthcare workers. You all get an instant extra $500 bonus back. If you want a certified pre-owned Chevy or any pre-owned, all stars loaded, if it's not on the lot, just ask Jeff. He'll find whatever you want. Kevin and Jeff and everyone at All Star Drew to preach the whole team want me to wish everyone out there in our listening audience a Merry Christmas, a happy holiday season, happy 24, and thank you for all this all, all the the, the, the great customers that they've had this year. Remember, it's not South Haven, not Mount Mariah Bartlett or Collierville. It's got to be Olive Branch. Find new roads to All-Star Chevy today or go to AllstarAutoGroup.com.
1: Well, let's get to a break. When we come back, we got to take a early look at some of the NFL lines for the weekend. Also, bowl season starts on Saturday. We got to take a look at those. We'll do that next on Sports Time.
0: We are real sports talk. Sports 56, WHBQ. Now, back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again are Brett Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus.
1: Well, we get the weekend started off tomorrow night in the NFL with the Chargers and the Raiders. Brett, um, I remember to start the season, we had a lot of... um, I guess uneventful, you could say, Thursday night football games, and that was kind of the joke of, oh, it's a Thursday night football game. It's not gonna be very good. Um and then we had some really good ones, you know, we had that stretch, I think we had Baltimore and, uh, and Cincinnati, I think there was, uh, oh, uh, Seahawks and, and Cowboys was really good a couple weeks ago. I think this week we could be getting back to, uh, some ugly football on Thursday night. Right now, uh, the Raiders, a three point favorite. The total sitting at 34 and a half. It could be a very low scoring game.
3: Not quite Roger Bannister total yet, no, going under 30, no. the Bruce Marshall term. And he's right. These, these totals blow my mind. I, I mean, it, it looks yeah. like a, uh, August 15th uh, preseason games. Quarterback play could be very iffy tomorrow night. All right, maybe this one was a stretch way back in my top story of the day about the NFL and all the intrigue in the game. Two, five, and eight teams. But they're both still
1: in it. They are. Now, the the loser
3: won't be tomorrow night at 10 o'clock. No, no, no. They're 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 out,
1: over the top rope. Yeah, no, they're out, and uh, I would I would probably say both these teams are are out um, with the injury at quarterback uh, to Herbert, and we know backup going in in Vegas. Uh, Easton Stick going to get uh, the start tomorrow for uh, for the Chargers. Old oh, Easton,
3: Easton Stick.
1: Oh man, give me everything you know about Easton Stick, Brett. I got nothing. No, I don't either. No college.
3: No North Dakota State. People. I know that. Is that no, right? I mean,
1: that's right. It was drafted right-handed, left-handed. Couldn't tell you.
3: Run pass option? Couldn't tell you. Don't know.
1: I know I, ha- I had an Easton stick um, growing up, a Easton hockey stick, but uh, it's only Easton baseball. stick I now. Baseball, oh, baseball bat? Also a baseball bat. I'm pretty sure I had an Easton at some point. I can almost assure you I had an Easton baseball bat. Okay,
3: this point. game tomorrow night is is kind of taking full artistic liberty with everybody involved, but mm-hmm. for the winner, they can still cling to that hope.
1: Yeah. Sure. For it's another week, maybe. Not <laughs> very realistic. No, it's not, a, it's not a lot of hope. But sure, you can still cling to it for the rest of the weekend. Um, then Saturday, they oh kind of roll bro. out the
3: 12-3 and 7 games. 12-3-30 and, uh-huh. and 7-15, to be exact. I'm going to miss a lot of the... Afternoon action because I'm going to the Tigers versus Tigers Saturday. That's
1: right. Yeah. Memphis Clemson is going to be a heck of a game, but no, three really good games. Started the day with uh, Vikings and Bengals. We know Nick Mullins is going to make the start um, for Minnesota. Um, and We'll get uh, Jake Browning again for Cincinnati right now. Bengals a three point favorite. Um, that total sitting at 40 and a half. The 330 game, uh, Steelers and Colts. Um, <laughs> Brett, just reading these team names and thinking about who is going to start at quarterback for all of these teams, just, I, I mean, I have to chuckle because we are seeing so many different quarterbacks this year. It's, it's insane. I mean, I've, I've read, I've read one, two, three, four, six teams, three games, six teams right now, and none of them are playing their quarterback that started the season.
3: And you had the Ben Roethlisberger story today mm-hmm. asking if the Steelers tradition that it, he, he was saying that mm. it, it might be done. We had Tom Brady just a few weeks ago. Yep. Neither Big Ben nor TB12 have been retired long enough right. to go full old man kids these days uh-huh. aren't doing it like we used to do it. They hadn't been out of the game long enough to yeah. start impeaching
1: it. Well, Brett, Tom Brady hadn't even been out of the, year for, out of the league for a year yet. No, I mean... no kidding.
3: <laughs> we we, we already thought he'd be playing yeah. again by now.
1: Not even a season. Forget a year, not even a season.
3: I, I think it's really bad form in anything to go, ah, it's not like it used to be.
1: Mm-hmm. And
3: and, and I, I'm always more optimistic about the future. I, I, I think the best chapter of sports is, is, is ahead of us in, in everything. Look, I, I've got my memories. I've got the things that, that I went to and I loved and, and I did and those things, but I don't know that it was any better. I know stadiums aren't. Mm-hmm. I know the – the fan experience, not now. It, it is definitely m- more expensive now, but we thought it was expensive then.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. But man, I mean, it's
3: but but Roethlisberger, you know, th- those comments. I yeah, I, 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 I thought that was bad form. Well,
1: it's interesting because, um, like you said, I mean, and, and for Ben Roethlisberger. Tom Brady has retired and hasn't been retired for long had not even been a year yet but he's remained in the public eye and has kind of stayed on you know doing podcasts and coming on with people and and, you know talking about things you've seen him in commercials you've seen him doing things Ben Roethlisberger When's the last time you seen Big Ben? I mean, this was out of nowhere. That's what kind of shocked me today. You know, he comes
3: comes off top rope, yeah. you know, kind of castigating the whole system. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I, I I I don't I don't I don't want to be that I don't want to be that guy. Man, man used to in talk mm-hmm. radio. No, no,
4: it's it's just it's just fine right now. Yeah, no, yeah, and Ben hasn't been retired that long. He just retired in twenty twenty. When? That's right, Johnny. He hasn't been been retired so long. It seems
1: like he retired a long time ago because of all those injuries that kind of... Well, he was finished a long time time ago. He was
4: finished a long time Um,
1: ago. But you're right. I mean, it really hadn't been that long since since he left the league either. But he's been much more quiet than TB12.
3: One matchup this weekend out of 16 games. One matchup that has a past Super Bowl matchup in it. Can you name it? I cannot. It's your team.
1: Is it? The, I was gonna say Cowboys and Bills, but I wasn't sure. And and I, I didn't want to be my mistake being a Super Bowl Bet, that the Cowboys not
3: were. once but twice in Super Bowls. Is that wow.
1: Right? Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, Brett, way before my time. You know, I mean, it I was the uh, you know, Cowboys haven't even sniffed a Super Bowl since I was born. Maybe I'm the bad luck, Johnny. Maybe that, I'm the reason. Well, Back in the
3: Halcyon days of right. Troy Aikman, I don't yeah. think you're the bad luck, bro. I don't
1: know. Maybe, but that no, that's gonna be a really fun game, and I'm really intrigued because Cowboys on the road. We know how good they've been this year at home but on the road and and brett we just talked to beau marchant yesterday and he comes in week after week saying do not forget about this buffalo bills team they could very well be in the super bowl at the end of the season so right now i'm seeing bills a two-point favorite uh total sitting at 50 and a half um for a 330 game that really could be the the best game of the day
3: that was the Bills' four losses. First one to the Giants narrowly, mm-hmm. then back-to-back to Dallas and Pasadena and Atlanta, mm-hmm. and then the fourth and last one to Mark Rippian and mm-hmm. Washington up in Minneapolis. I think that was the, the way it went. And I know they met twice, and there, there, there was a stretch, the one in Atlanta, that Buffalo was kind of in control of that game. Wow. They were really never in control of the game out at the Rose Bowl Stadium. Saturday starts the bowl season. sure
1: does. I can't I wait. Will.
3: I'll get to catch most of this one bright and early. Georgia Southern. We were just talking about with, with David Cohn against Ohio. Georgia Southern, three and a half point favorite over the Bobcats.
1: Brett, a ten AM start to your bowl season on Saturday and perfect for you be. going to the basketball 9 o'clock. game. Oh man, even oh Brett, nothing I love more than early in the college basketball season when you wake up, usually like right before feast week starts, that weekend before you wake up and you see these nine AM, 8.30 tips of like, you know, UAB in, in college of Charleston. I mean, I mean, it just makes me so happy every time I see it. It's it's good. Six, And this
3: is six, close. Six bowls Saturday. Uh, I think the best is UCLA against Boise State in sure. the L.A. Bowl. Sure. We're going to pick all of them Friday afternoon during Friday football forecast. And Johnny Hill right. makes his football-picking debut. He's been pick, been in Tiger's bankroll mm-hmm. in, in college basketball Makes his college football That's picking right. debut Friday. You ready, Johnny?
4: Man, I'm fired up, Brett. I'm fired up. Won. Looking forward to it, man. And
1: Brett, hopefully, we'll also have a line out during our show Friday afternoon, so we can get Johnny's debut of football picks and Tiger Bankroll, bankroll the same day. How about that? It's
3: Going opposite direction though in Bankroll. Uh, hey, in man, it's not, right it's
4: not going hey, too good. Wrong wh- way. It's not going too good.
1: What a na- Tell me a better weekend than this weekend to bounce back, Johnny. You know?
4: Yes, this is my week. This Ed- is your weekend? weekend. I'm That's looking right. forward
1: to it. I know it this is.
3: is the opportunity. New Mexico State and Fresno State mm-hmm. in the New Mexico Bowl. Cal and Texas Tech late Saturday night in the Independence Bowl in Shreveport. I would imagine. Tickets available. Uh,
1: yeah, I would say probably a good amount of tickets available. Could be an interesting game, Brett. hope
3: Texas Tech plays as hard in this one as uh-huh. they did in the Texas Bowl last well, year. Brett,
1: they were, they were uh, playing. It was, the, it was the Texas Super Bowl yesterday. For the, Tore Ole Miss a sure that did. one. It really did. Um, going back to the Boise State-UCLA game, this one could be really interesting. Um, I believe both starting quarterbacks – In the transfer portal, Boise State's quarterback already committed to Arkansas. Um, I believe yesterday that happened. That's correct. Um, I believe UCLA's quarterback also in the transfer portal. So they're
3: playing, but they're getting out of
1: town? No, I don't think they're playing, but I, that's what I'm saying. Oh, I think oh see, they're not playing. We're going to okay. see backups for both of these teams at, at the quarterback position. I think for Boise State, I think a lot of those weapons that we were talking about when they were coming to Memphis, those guys to keep an eye on, that receiver, quarterback, I think all of those guys are out because um, they've all jumped to the transfer portal. Good, good,
3: good point. I, I see. and Yeah, there's going to be a lot of different a uh, sure l- lot of different options and, and quarterback play and starters. I, I, I've said that there will be people that play – significant time in a ball game mm-hmm. that wouldn't play significant time in the spring game.
1: Yeah, and and that's that's an interesting point, Brett, because you know, I know the transfer portal moves so fast that, like, you want to jump into the transfer portal before, um, you know, any of these bowl games happen. But for some of these backups that are wanting to leave because of playing time, you might be better off staying, playing in a bowl game, trying to show out in a bowl game, and then go immediately jump in the transfer portal. And maybe a team says, oh, wow, look at that performance, um, from, uh, that he had in the bowl game. Let's go pick him up. And so, I mean, maybe some opportunities here, um, Um, for some some reserves that could be seeing some playing time in these bowl games. Well, let's go ahead and get to a break. When we come back, it'll be time for Big Number of the Day. Add a little fun to your lunch
0: break. Join Johnny Radio for Sports 56 Happy Hour from 11 to 1 every weekday on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to sports time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again are Brett Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus.
1: Big Daddy. Hello, Big Brand. It's a guy, he wants to be big, then he gets big, he doesn't want to be big anymore, then he gets small, but the suit's too big. The big Daddy. The Big Boy. You're a big guy. I think she's trying to pull a fast one on Big Daddy. The
4: Big Number of the
2: Day.
1: Well, Brett, I have a lot of big numbers today. My first one is five. Five. Brett, look out for the Clippers. They've won five games in a row to start December, and a big part of that has been the play of Kawhi Leonard. In his last three games, he's 36-for-56. Um, that's uh, 65% from the field, um, scoring 106 points. A 41-point game, a 34-point game, and a 31-point game in part of that five-game win streak.
3: Would you believe in the all-important loss column, the Clippers and the Lakers are tied? That's
1: incredible. I mean, that's unbelievable. With Phoenix as well. Oh, Brett, I have another big number that I wasn't even going to use for big number, but since you brought up the Lakers, I am going to bring it up. uh, My next big number, let me see if I can find it very quickly. Yes, right here. Um, we'll call it seven. Really? Yeah, seven, my big number. This is real. I saw this on television last night. Um, after the Lakers lost to the Dallas Mavericks last night, the Lakers were a perfect seven and oh in in season tournament play. All of the group stage games and the, uh, actual tournament when they were out in Vegas, they were undefeated seven and oh outside of those games in non in season tournament games. Los Angeles Lakers are seven and ten on the season. Fixed. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I mean, Brent Brett said might have it. something.
3: I just i kn- i knew the Lakers couldn't get up. You can't you can't keep that enthusiasm. You can't keep that in season tournament fire burning forever.
1: It's very true. You know, I mean, the in season tournament only comes around once a year. You I mean, know? every it's-
3: game's not a bowl game.
1: Well, when it's an in-season tournament, it's close, you know. That's why they play so hard. Uh, One more big number for me, um, and it is also seven. Uh, Dante Exum last night hit seven three-pointers. That is a career high. He is a career thirty-one percent three-point shooter, and the last two seasons, he wasn't even in the NBA.
4: Yeah, that's a name you haven't heard in a long time. It
1: really isn't. He was playing in Spain and Serbia over the last two seasons. He comes back, gets signed by the Dallas Mavericks, and is shooting 41% from 3 this season uh, in over 67 or excuse me in 67% over his last 3 games and he has made three three-pointers in his last 5 games so incredible stuff what Dante Exum is doing right now. So we're
4: going
3: to have the full SEC schedule revealed tonight and a lot and some and some kick times as well tonight yeah. and even more coming in the spring. And for everybody, I think everybody's going to notice of the SEC persuasion, not one but two open dates next year Mm. for every team in the SEC. But Ole Miss fans tonight, when you see the schedule revealed for the first time in my big number 37, my big number 37, next year will be the first time that neither Ole Ole Miss would play Alabama nor Auburn next year for the first time since 1987. Hadn't been a schedule since 1991 where Ole Miss didn't play Alabama. Been since 1989, hadn't been on the schedule with Auburn, but 1987, 37 seasons ago, when neither are on the schedule,
4: and I say good riddance good big number man that's nine. a really good big really number good Brett. Big number hey Brett do you have anything else Brett or is that all you got? Uh, That's, that's all as, as good as I can do uh, hey yeah. Brett hey you still got it Brett that's hey true. all hey, right you, hey you that's still all got all it needs. hey but so that's, that's but incredible but uh, but uh Brian that was a really good number about Dante X A name I haven't heard, I haven't heard in, in so long I uh-huh.
1: know uh-huh. but Brett that's incredible um you know we, we've told no
4: Bama, no crazy thank goodness mean I know what they
1: got yeah
3: yeah but I I think I kind of Know what Oklahoma can do? That uh-huh. they're kind of replacing one. Sure, but I know what Alabama and Auburn gives uh-huh. you every year.
1: Yeah, no, we you you whew, you're very familiar with. That I also could point. go
3: this number. We were talking bowl nice. games in yeah. my my trips to Shreveport. Uh, Fifty four years ago today, my first bowl game. Really? 1969 Liberty Bowl, Alabama and wow. Colorado, December 13th. Wow. 1969.
1: Wow. That's a that's a good number. Really so good.
3: So Bear Bryant and Ralphie the Buffalo all in one fell swoop.
1: <laughs> was that uh Bears last game?
3: No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, Bears last game was uh, 82. 82. Okay. That was that was Bears first Memphis see. Liberty Bowl appearance and he came back in 76 against UCLA and then his final game wow. in 1982 against uh, Illinois and Coach Mike White.
1: Wow, that's good stuff, Brett.
3: Brett, 54 yeah. years ago. Wow, right. and first trip to the rendezvous after the game. Really, what a day for seven-year-old wow. Brett.
1: I mean, seven-year-old Brett's world. College changed football and trip to the rendezvous. I mean, I mean life, life changing. Changed. I mean, look, look what happened to me. That's right. I mean, all of that started then. I mean, wow, it really did. That's and, uh, incredible.
3: Qu- quite a day. It, it, it a was a lot of fun. Sun splash. What? No. Cloud in the sky, but typical Liberty Bowl. It was cold. But afternoon yeah. game.
1: Afternoon game. Wow. I, Johnny, we're learning a lot about I, Brett's, I uh bowl visits today. Hey, we learned hey. he's been to. To two Motor City Bowls. yes. Well, two other, Ports. Two street street ports. ports. Now we, we know his history of the Liberty Bowl. Seven-year-old going to, a Been to an, Bowl. an
3: Armed Forces Bowl on the campus of wow. Fort Worth on New Year's Eve morning. That's amazing.
4: Wow. I agree. Hey, that's With very impressive.
3: Air, and, and, and Johnny, quite a contrast in the two fan bases. On one side, Air Force, sure, you know, our proud military. Thank you very much. On experience. the other side, Cal. Really? And pregame, their band was not acting like our military acts.
1: I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that's amazing. Cal and Air Force, uh, what a yeah, contrast. Uh, two style clashes for sure. <laughs> yeah. um, a big style ne- Next day we went to
3: the, the Cotton Bowl between wow. Mizzou and Arkansas, and Mizzou was still in the Big 12.
1: <laughs> what? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, that, that, that just seems crazy. that do. Um, that, yeah. um, but it, it is interesting. Yeah. Um, Missouri feels like, uh, you know, for a lot of people, it feels like Missouri just got to the SEC and now, uh, Texas and Oklahoma, welcome. On the way. uh, We'll see what their schedules look like tonight. Um, two hour, uh, Show on ESPN for the schedule reveals. Couldn't we kind of
3: cut that down to about 20 minutes? I've got all the schedules. Mississippi State fans, if you're in there, you want to know your schedule (laughs) here, I I, I can give it to you right now. Opening day against Eastern Kentucky, then they go to Arizona State, Okay. Toledo at home, Florida at home, at Texas, open date at Georgia, home against A&M, home against Arkansas, home against UMass.
1: Oh, at US. Tennessee.
3: Yeah. Wow. At Tennessee, <laughs> open date for state and then home against Mizzou, and then at Ole Miss.
1: Wow, that's a there's a couple tough little stretches in there yeah, for it's a uh for Mississippi State, but hey, now you know Brett. You might have just saved everybody.
3: A- feels the need to send me the schedules.
1: <laughs> you didn't ask for them. You just, you know, didn't. They just send them to you. But Brett, you might have just helped out a lot of Mississippi State fans. They don't have to sit through a two-hour hotels two-hour show tonight. Yeah, get ahead of the booking for sure. Uh, well, we need to get to a break, but before we do that, uh, I know a lot of people are looking. Look, I mean, we got so much action going on right now. Grizzlies in action tonight. Uh, college bowl season starting this weekend. College. basketball Basketball, NFL, um, a lot to watch. And I know you're looking uh, for a place to go out with your friends, uh, go out with your family, and enjoy a game. I've got the spot for you. It's Bell Tavern, located at 117 Barbaro Alley, right behind 117 Prime. Open from 4 to 11 Wednesday through Saturday and 4 to 8 on Sunday. Look, I know nobody likes a loud bar where you can't hear yourself think, much less talk, but that's the opposite of Bell Tavern. Bell Tavern is not one of these loud, obnoxious sports bars. Bars. it's a it's a sports bar. That's not a sports bar. It's a bar you can go and enjoy a game at with all of their TVs, with friends, with family. Start your night with a gourmet burger and one of their great cocktails in a quiet, dimly lit bar that you can enjoy one of these games at. And it's not just the burgers. Bell Tavern has the best bar food in Memphis and the coldest beer in the city. You know 117 Prime, just walk through their dining room and you're at the best bar in town. For more information about our friends over at Bell Tavern, give them a call, 901. 249-6580 that's 901 249-6580 or go online to belltavern.com let's go ahead and get to a break when we come back we're talking college basketball with Kevin Sweeney